Do you wanna rub on Simba's tummy? Or think that Spider-Man looks extra yummy? The pain of childhood is super funny. On did that do it for ya? My audio sound normal and good? Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm gonna close out Audacity because I don't need her. You don't need her. You don't need her. Done her work. I can provide you everything that you need on this Zoom, <laughs> actually. Uh, hello and welcome to another episode of That Do It For You podcast, the Sexual Awakenings podcast, where we talk about the media that made us horny for the first time. I have a return guest. Is this my first return guest? Who am I? Is the honor mine? I think the honor is yours. If if not, <gasps> then like I'm gonna get in so much trouble with someone. That's fine. I... I'll pretend that it is. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're the first return guest. That's not like a bonus episode. So yes, I do think you are the first actual episode. Hello, Lawrence Turner Cordova. Welcome back. Hello. So happy to be here. So excited to be here. Uh, we kind of caught up a little bit off off mic, which is always a mistake. I'm always trying to monetize my conversations, really. So tell tell the listeners at home how you're doing. I'm doing great. I just got home from the gym, brag. Mm -hmm. uh, I uh, am also trying to uh, girl boss and uh, bake some bread. So uh, during the course of this uh, podcast recording, I am proving a focaccia dough, which is very exciting and good. Works um, out and makes bread. Somebody... This is not normal. Like <laughs> this, this is like an anomaly. Normally I'm like sleeping in until 2 p.m., but I'm changing that. Lately I've been a morning queen. Oh, that's good. I mean, it's also, you know, everyone has their own circadian rhythm. Yeah, truly. Here's the thing. Like having lived with my folks uh, mm. for the past couple of years, I'm like, oh, I truly do get those circadian rhythms from my father who also does <laughs> sleep in until the early afternoon um, and has more of an excuse because he is retired. But it's mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah. okay, genetics. I see what's yeah. happening here. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Like, so what, like, if you could have your dream, like, sleep schedule, what would that look like? Well, here's the thing. That's, it's a little confusing, right? Because, like, naturally I do uh, tend to go to bed, like, around between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m. and then like wake up like between like 10 and noon but lately I have been like waking up earlier and I'm like oh this actually does feel good on my body and like <laughs> makes me fills my brain with good brain chemicals so like mm. I don't know um, yeah. yeah it's hard I'm appreciating assimilating into a welcome normal life or whatever welcome to the morning early riser life. I've always been an early riser. I have a really hard time sleeping in. Like I, mm, even I'm if I, jealous. I don't be, even if I stay up like super late, like 2am anytime, like I will without fail, like I can't sleep past 9am. It's mm, awful. No, it's bad. <laughs> because, like I like to party. I like to have fun. Uh -huh. I'm like notoriously a cocaine addict and like that will keep you up. And I, <laughs> just want to be able to like sleep really it was awful at sleepovers because like I would go I would be up and no one else would be awake and I'd just be lying there yeah I had the opposite problem where <laughs> like I would be the last one awake and I was like am I like a creepo just like staring at all the sleep <laughs> all the sleeping children around me <laughs> no so like in my like dream scenario like on days that I some like when I have days off I don't have anything to do in the afternoon. Like I get like a true blue day off. Mm -hmm. I will usually wake up around like seven o'clock and I'll play video games for like 
couple hours. Mm-hmm. Do your Animal Crossing dailies. Yes, my Animal Crossing yeah. dailies, my Cozy Grove, my Spirit Fairs, what have you. Um, and then, like, I will stay in bed for a really long time. And also, mm, like, yeah. I, it, it should also be said that, like, I don't usually... If I don't have to leave my bed, I won't. I do everything from bed. It's gross. I eat in bed. I work in bed. I have a little bed desk and um, Wiley's gone. So I've designated his side of the bed as my working and eating <laughs> side. And then I sleep on It's his. your office bed. Yeah, it is. It's yeah. bed desk. And like I do, I really love bed. So like, but then I'll usually like, so I'll wake up around seven and I'll usually take a, like an afternoon nap. So anywhere between like 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Usually for like anywhere between an hour and three hours, just get like a nice little afternoon sleep. <laughs> and then usually go to bed anytime between like 10, 1130. Incredible. That's like my, that's when I function the best is when I yeah. have. So there is a lot of sleep happening. And I don't know if it's just because I refuse to get out of bed, but like, <laughs> I'm happy. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I definitely like the amount of time per capita as it were that I've spent in my bed lately is like so much more it is like like my gaming station aka mm-hmm. my office <laughs> Since, mm-hmm. wait that I didn't office? like introduce myself or like oh. people who like don't know who I am I guess <laughs> I just assumed that everyone <laughs> knew who you were well I am like kind of famous no you are well true. you you let's take a look at how you have like a really high download rate on your episode i know that i'm the most uh, downloaded episode on on gay for play yeah that's true yeah i'm famous you explain yourself while i get your insights up um yeah hi my name is lawrence turner cordova i am a um actor writer podcaster um i do a podcast called gay for play uh with one mr eric solis whose voice you probably heard at the beginning of this podcast singing a little ditty Mm -hmm. uh, where we talk about uh queerness in video games and pop culture and um uh doing queer readings of video games um we just as of this past week end of april uh finished up our like second season yeah you guys Uh, have like two seasons yeah we wrapped up uh and we're coming back in june just taking a little vacay to like uh clear our brains out and play some more video games and like re-soft launch the podcast honestly like a big reason of us just saying a season finale is just to get attention (laughs) that's fair i mean also you guys are like so yeah. yeah you guys are so structured and like i don't I took like a lot of time off last year for making the pod and like I would uh-huh. post sometimes it was like not scheduled it was like pure vibes like sure. it wasn't and I just like admire and like am so jelly of like you guys are just like so on it. Thank you. Um, yeah it's weird I'm trying to like change my relationship to like potting because it's like I feel like if I'm not you know putting my whole foot into it then I am like you know not honoring this thing that I am creating and I'm trying to you know make it as genuine and like as good a thing as possible so, yes well um yeah i mean i realized lately this is i may have already told you the story so stop me if i have but i was and i know the pot has heard it but you can't stop me um i, I was uh, lauren you are lawrence um, right. <laughs> i was about to say my partner lawrence <laughs> um, oh how about it um my Ooh. partner wiley welcome to our polycule um my partner wiley uh his folks live about two hours north of the city and so we go up to see them a lot and we were 
having dinner with his mom and she like asked me about my hobbies and I just like I was like oh I like go on Twitter that's my hobby browse the little nightmare machine I go on Twitter and I write my like stupid little jokes like if I get like 10 likes I'm like oh shit this is doing numbers (laughs) And, but then I realized like, oh, actually no, like the podcast is my hobby. Like I'm not mm-hmm. doing this for money. God knows. Um, I'm doing it a little bit for attention, but like, I think like editing and like, you know, doing this and like having an, ex- having an excuse to text friends and ask mm-hmm. them to talk to me is really great. Just cause like of my specific set of neurodivergencies. Yeah. So this is like, you can think of it as a hobby if you want. Yeah. And it is like a great way to just like, I don't know, share myself with my friends. Cause I feel like I've become so reclusive in the age of the internet and the pandemic ever heard of her. Mm. Um, But like, I don't know, doing a podcast is a great way to just be like, Hey, like, here's this thing that I do. If you want to like know what I'm up to, then listen to it. You don't have to, but if you do, then like, I will consider you like my close and personal best friend which is yes. great as I, mean, I do consider with you yes you are my close and personal best friend i pay you three dollars a month to speak into my ears yes or- i'm planning to pay you uh, <laughs> just trade back those three dollars that's what i was little- hoping kind of would happen <laughs> <laughs> i just need more people to listen to my bonus content yeah. it's really good yeah right like we put so much effort into our bonus episodes too and it's like it's a shame that like at max five people are listening to this. Well, I will listen. I know I know I know you you don't like the the gay pirate show for for good reason because No, I didn't say I didn't so like annoying. it. I said, "Wait, okay. Wait, that's actually that's not true, Ellen." <laughs> sorry, sorry. I said My that apologies. I haven't started our flag it means death because white people are being annoying about it online. True. True. <laughs> Which like makes me apprehensive, but like Fair enough. Also, I was that person with like Game of Thrones for a long time. Mm-hmm. I was like the annoying person who was like trying to convince friends to watch that show and then yes. being like, ugh, like everyone's into it. So like I get yeah. it and I like know that I probably will be into our flag and stuff until you watch it. Yes. And like listen to the bonus episode I recorded with Benny Kessler. I because I think we kind of go into why we think this reaction has happened. Um, mm-hmm. There was a really, if you do watch it, let me know because there's a really wonderful article about the show and its um, representation of masculinity and queer love and like how revolutionary gay pirates. Gay pirates. Yeah. Like this show is actually so revolutionary and I do want you to give it a chance because I think you would really like it. Fandom aside, like anything that calls itself a fandom is so cringe and awful. Yeah, no, I will give it a chance, especially because <laughs> you've given a chance to uh, the thing that we we're talking about. Today, oh, yes. Like, I mean, I all just... I need of my friends ever is just to give this beautiful little ninja show a little chance. Unfortunately, <laughs> I do love it. Yes. So you I don't. OK, let's start from the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Um, why have I brought you back to talk to me today? Um, You brought me back to talk about a piece of media that truly awakened so many things uh, for my little preteen brain and and still still in many ways does impact my life on the daily. We're talking about Naruto. And then here I'll put the music, the banging theme song. By the way, this, I do, yeah. They also like change the theme song every like 20 episodes. Um, so there's like some true bangers in there. Oh my God. 
that's amazing. <laughs> um, this is great um, because, like I said, I do my work from bed. Um, and I do this because I need, to, I have like ADHD, um, mm -hmm. famously. Yeah, same um, probably, but I'm Oh, definitely, knows. yes, you oh. do. You do, honey. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, but, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, I need like noise happening in order for me to focus. Oh, and Naruto is just so much noise all the time. <laughs> well, I think I have a hard time focusing on TV in general. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do tend to like put on a show and just like watch through, I, I just finished Bob's Burgers doing this. Ooh, just yeah. like, it was great. It was perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm watch. I do One Tree Hill, um, yeah, Emily Hawks, like low impact. Shout out. Yeah, just yeah. low impact stuff that I don't feel like if I turn around and if I miss something, I won't feel like it's not going to come back around again and explain yeah, itself. Sure. Um, so like I watched the first episode, just like no work happening. And I was like, mm -hmm. I think I can work to this. And it was great. And so yeah. I will continue to watch it as <laughs> I work. And I'll text you, even though I know you don't like being texted. I will text oh, you. I'm like... I'm shifting into like a texting back era, which is very <laughs> Okay, but like, I don't want to like stress you out. That's no, you it. won't. Like, please like text me all your thoughts on Naruto and I okay. will like pick and choose times to respond. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> That's like, yeah, again, like I just, my favorite thing to do is watch a show that a friend has recommended and then text them all my little thoughts. Mm -hmm. um, and just so you know, you are allowed to spoil anything for me perfect. here. Like, like, don't feel like you have to hold back because I need spoilers in order to keep watching stuff so <laughs> i do uh, so what was your first kind of interaction with naruto when did you first watch it how old were you set the scene yeah i was thinking about it trying to go back through my history with it um i was first introduced to naruto around 2006 uh when i was in sixth grade wow. um so like right just beginning middle school um and i encountered it because it was always like running marathons on cartoon network um <laughs> like early adult swim like before they showed like the very adult anime they would show like you know the kid-friendly anime like yeah. naruto and dragon ball z mm -hmm. um so i remember vividly i was like at my aunt's house like staying with her for the weekend and they just had like a marathon of naruto running and i was supposed to be like doing chores for my aunt like, around the house <laughs> but like truly this like show was on and i was like gripped by the action and like the drama of it all um and it really just resonated with me specifically because of like the martial arts of it all I don't know if I told you this but like I did kung fu for like nine years of my life whoa what <laughs> pardon you did yeah. that's insane from, like, yeah from like first grade to like early high school I did like kung fu like five days a week it was like the thing that my parents did to like expel my energy and you know have me do exercise because I like, wasn't such, into sports and stuff that is such an ADHD like arts kid activity very no very that it was just like did, let's go put him with a bunch of other kids and have them hit, hit each other punch each other <laughs> wait does kung fu have a belt system it does. It does. What, yeah. What belt did you get to? Well, it's weird. I did like a weird like mix of kung fu, which I think just like a white dude in California made up. Sure. But <laughs> uh, I got up to like second brown belt, and it was like prepping for my black belt test before oh I. My God. LOL discovered musical theater. And oh that. God, it ruins <laughs> lives. Did you know that I could have been like a show jumper, like a horse? jumper if i, I had not discovered this, yes. theater yeah if i hadn't discovered theater i would be a very different person i mean not yeah. we all would but like ruining sports careers since high school musical <laughs> troy bolton how dare you <laughs> um, um 
but yes. But yeah, anyway, so yeah, I, I did martial arts for a long time, which I think is why this show resonated me with me. And it was also right around the time, 2006, when another martial arts cartoon show, uh, a little show called Avatar The Last Airbender Okay, I'm airing. so glad you brought this up. Yes. Yeah, go on, sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, because like, I mean, like, I'm real. like, I also was vibing with that show around that same time, too. And like, having been a super fan of Naruto for the past however many years, I've recently realized like, oh, this show has a lot of like thematic crossover and like trope crossover with Avatar The Last Airbender. Yes. Uh, in a way so that like, I need more, more people to realize because like, so I have much. so many friends who like, love that show uh who would be into naruto um overall like avatar is a more self-contained thing naruto famously has like 700 episodes Ah! Um, (laughs) half of them are skippable half of them are like uh what's called filler because the show is actually based on a comic book uh, or a uh, manga manga. uh, by the same name yes um and so the show basically for a long time would do like filler in order uh, in order for the, the source material to like have more time to like, mm. you know, fill mm. out the story. Um, but yeah, so Naruto is a very long show, but yeah, very similarly. Perfect for watching while I work. To uh, Avatar. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I noticed that right away. And I'm a big Avatar fan. Um, and I wonder because it, it came out, f- not Avatar, but. Naruto came out first. Yeah, Naruto, the manga launched in, like, 99. The anime right. launched in, like, 03. So, like, Avatar probably definitely did, like, you know, pull some inspiration from Naruto. Yeah, very Naruto clearly. And Ball and, yeah. Yes, yeah. I don't... We we had a Yu-Gi-Oh! episode on this podcast. We did you? Have, wait, I haven't listened to it. Yeah. Is it with, out? Yeah, with Ramon. With, with Ramon. Oh, they did, uh, they did uh, Digimon, didn't they? Oh, okay, well... <laughs> Sorry, I might have to cut that out. That's uh, embarrassing. No, wait, that's actually so funny. <laughs> no, they'll be mad at me. <laughs> like, what's I, that thing they told me to watch? I watched it and I was Yu-Gi-Oh like lost shit. as fuck. I was like, I don't know. And like, here's the thing. Like, I've I've dabbled in anime. Yeah. In, in middle school, when like it was really like first presented to me, I like couldn't let myself like it. I already mm-hmm. had too much stacked against me as like a person. Yeah. And like, who knows? If I was allowed to be transgender, maybe things would have turned out mm-hmm. differently, and I might have been able to just like the stuff that I liked. But like, I remember reading Fruits Basket, yes. um, Inuyasha, yeah. um, and like, yeah, kind of getting my feet wet with anime, and then being like, I, I can't. This will <laughs> this will ruin me. <laughs> so I, I mean, I, I think like you know, obviously being you know thinking that I'm a girl has influence on that as well. But mm-hmm. like, I think it was different for the boys. The boys could kind of do whatever they wanted. Yeah. But you discovered yeah, like, it in sixth grade. So like. Yeah. Like truly right as puberty was hitting and this coming of age show about this young ninja boy, uh, you know, entered my life like a whirlwind. Um, <laughs> um, I'm so glad that you like watched the first few epies. I watched uh, the first six. What are your like. Ooh, the first six work. Mm-hmm. So you just got to like their like first mission, right? They're on their first mission. Yes, yeah. I couldn't. I didn't finish it, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. They are on the first mission. Nice. Um, my first thoughts, impressions. You yeah. want to know? Um, I loved it actually, and I was so surprised. Um, again, I don't know. Like anime shows that I've watched, very uh-huh. little. Like some Inuyasha, some Sailor Moon. Um, the thing I've seen the most of actually is Our on High Host Club. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> which I love. <laughs> I love. I never got into it, but I had many a friend in my circle who um, were into around high school. 
I love. Yeah. I want to adapt into a stage play very badly. I have thoughts about it as like a trans person, as a trans mask person in particular. I have Mm -hmm. lots of thoughts about that show. Um, I'll have Hannah Berg come on and talk about that separately. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She's the one who showed it to me, so it's her fault. Um, But... I'm familiar enough, like, I've been around anime enough to know, like, some Mm. tropes. Like, immediately the nosebleed happened. Yeah, like, Um, uh uh-oh, just saw something pervy, and that's sending me into a spiral. Like, some stuff that, like, hasn't aged super well, honestly. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not one of the, I'm not, I'm not a tender queer. I'm not out here, Uh like, looking for faults and everything that I (laughs) see. Um, But no, I really liked it. I I love a a kind of, like, a chosen one narrative. Yeah. I texted you immediately because I thought maybe I hadn't quite got what was going on. For sure, yeah. But I really like it. I find the animation really charming. I find mm-hmm. Naruto really charming. And yeah. um, I have a question. Yes, please. So, like, Sasuke and Naruto, like, interact at school kind of for the first time. Mm-hmm. And... This kiss happens, yes. <laughs> which so there is a kiss in our flag means death that actually like rocked my world so hard, like that uh-huh. like threw my whole life out of balance. And honestly, what like the kiss in Naruto was so surprising to me. I just I need to know like. Is this show gonna gonna go with that, or what's gonna happen? And you can tell me. Thing, yes and no. I mean, (laughs) mostly no. Like the thing. So Naruto and Sasuke are like like eternal rivals. Uh, (gasps) I guess to like back up uh, just real quick. Yeah, sorry. Like don't know what this show is. (laughs) So this show is about yeah. (laughs) This show is about uh, these like magical ninjas in this uh, town called the Hidden Leaf Village, and they're essentially these like child soldiers <laughs> have like gone to school to like become ninja and like you know uh team up in squads and go on these like ninja missions and essentially be like wards of the state um which is there's a lot to unpack there <laughs> but uh so naruto is this uh kid who is this orphan who has the like uh soul of a nine-tailed fox demon like sealed inside of him at birth uh and this nine-tailed demon like on the night of his birth um had attacked a village. It was like a huge, like, uh, tragedy that happened in this uh, ninja village. Um, and this uh, demon fox was sealed inside him. And because of that, uh, he has been like ostracized by like the entire community because a lot of people think like he is this, he is the demon fox just like waiting to like attack or is like this ticking time bomb. Um, and it's just like really uh, well told story about like this kid who is like, trying to prove himself and trying to like prove his humanity to a society that has rejected him. There's like this gag order that like none of the adults can tell the kids about the fact that Naruto is like the host for this demon fox. Uh, But even just through like seeing how, you know, their parents act around this child have like also just carried on this prejudice. And it's about intergenerational trauma and prejudice and all these things, which I love. Um, Anyways, so that's the basics. And he's this knucklehead ninja. He's this troublemaker. And he gets paired up with Sasuke, who is this also orphan, uh, but is this like prodigy child, brooding emo boy. um, And like, is like the polar opposite from Naruto in every way. And like, they hate each other, but like, 
they've got to learn to work together. And yeah, like you said, one of the first they things that happens is they're like mean mugging each other. Someone bumps into Naruto and then they like full on <laughs> lip to lip kiss for a while and like hold it. And that moment is like kind of like played for laughs like a little bit. Like it is like, oh, look at these two like uh, masculine bros who like hate each other. Uh Oh, now they kissed. But it's like it does happen. So I am going to like read into that especially when like the rest of the entire series is predominantly about Naruto and his relationship with Sasuke and how like they go from rivals to like brother figures to like people who deeply love and care about each other, but only know how to express it by beating the shit out of each other. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I said so much by panic in this show. Yeah. So much Chris stuff. Cause like their third team member is this, uh, a uh, young girl named Sakura. She has pink hair and she's like in love with Sasuke and hates Naruto. And Naruto has a crush on, on uh, Sakura and Sasuke ignores her. And it's a classic love triangle. Classic. Um, classic. Yeah, it is bisexuality city from the jump. It's just, um, yeah, immediately <laughs> as like a disaster bisexual. I I was so shocked by that. And I, I think like, had the show been made in another time, I'm yeah. If the show was made today, I'm positive that like they would make they would lean into that yeah more. And that I'm sure there's a, so much fanfic. I'm sure there is yeah, like absolutely. mountains and mountains of fanfic uh-huh. um, about the the pair of them. Um, but yeah, I just immediately knew that this show was special because there was yeah. a, there was a kiss. Yeah, and it's fascinating, right? Because like like you said, it like was from a time where like, you know, the idea of Naruto and Sasuke being lovers wouldn't have ever happened. Mm-hmm. But it's like, one thing I love about being a queer person who loves media is just like reading into it, you know? <laughs> like, You're gonna love our flag means death. I'm sorry. Like, work. I hate to bring I it will, up again, no, but like- I believe you truly, honestly, truly. <laughs> the reason that white people have lost their minds. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I just like love being able to like, I don't know, ascribe queerness onto something and like, look at things through a queer lens and Me be too. like, if these if these two did kiss like the first day they were teamed up, how does that inform their relationship going forward, you know? Yes. Um, yeah. I also, um, so like part of my like coming out gender journey has been the realization that like all of my life I have been in in search of the embodiment of the silly little guy mm-hmm. um either like by dating silly little guys or like through theater and acting as silly little guy but like now yeah. i get to just like be silly little guy and immediately i love naruto because he is a silly little guy Truly the silliest he is the dude. silliest little guy <laughs> and i like i i love i loved him immediately i loved him um and yeah. that outfit um, yeah a a bright orange jumpsuit for you know a ninja whose whole thing is supposed to be like secretive and not being able to be seen with like bright blonde hair loud as fuck running around causing chaos just a little chaos agent i love it who is like lashing out because again here's the thing he's like an orphan and i don't think if you i don't know if you noticed but it's like no one lives with him (laughs) no he just like lives by himself and then like okay so like i am really bad with character names it took me three describe watch throughs of the gay pirate yeah. show before I learned everyone's names. So he, the, the main master guy. Yeah. Kakashi. Okay. Uh, the sure. silver hair guy, right. With a mask. No, not him. Oh, the Hokage, the old guy. Yeah. The old yeah. guy. 
he was yeah. like spying on the teen drama through mm-hmm. his like teen drama yeah, ball. Through his little crystal ball. <laughs> <laughs> I want that job. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, he's like basically like the ninja president, essentially, which yeah. is the goal that like, it's like Naruto's dream job. He's like, even though guy. everyone thinks I'm just a knucklehead, I'm going to be the strongest ninja and they're going to elect me ninja president. I'm and absolutely positive that that comes true for him. Um, wait, 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 wait. Yes, it does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, like, there's that guy and then another, like, teacher at the academy, it really seems like, were the two people who raised him to the best of yes, ability. Yeah. Okay. So, the first episode of the show, I absolutely love as a character piece really because good. that first episode is about him and his relationship with uh, Iruka-sensei, his, like, elementary school teacher, Iruka. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like literally, I watched a show with Eric last time I visited uh, him because I also tried to get him Naruto pilled. <laughs> did it work? <laughs> <And> truly, no, <laughs> he did a little bit. He's like, he's he just like doesn't have the attention span for anime, which I respect. Fair enough. Um, you should put it on while um, he works. Yeah, T. Um, but <laughs> we got stoned and watched the first episode together. And by the end of it, I was like literally sobbing <laughs> in my chair. Uh, because by the end of it, like Naruto has like found out the reason why everyone hates him, uh, because he has this demon fox inside of him, uh, and Iruka uh, jumps in front of someone who is trying to like attack and kill him, and says like, "Listen, I've known that you are that you have this thing inside you, but like, I know that you are a good person, and I know that you know you are a hardworking, uh, good-hearted boy." And it's like the first time that literally anyone has ever shown Naruto kindness and has like treated him like a human being. Uh, which is so beautiful. Um, also, can I give you a spoiler that's going to make Please, you absolutely cry? Please, yes. Um, so 700 episodes later, towards the end, uh, <laughs> they've destroyed God and have saved the day from, sure. from you know, the hyper stakes that it goes to. Oh my Naruto God. does get married. Uh, I won't say who to. Obviously uh, not Sasuke. So like, what does it make yeah, matter? Um, but I'm like, sure it's, that it's pink hair girl. Uh, maybe I won't say. I'm positive, um, <laughs> yes. Or the lesbian that we talked about when we were texting. We'll get to her. Yeah, but... we'll talk about her in a sec. <laughs> uh, but some of the last episodes are. It goes back to Iruka, and he's like, uh, Naruto's become like this hero, and like Iruka's like, what can I get as a like wedding present for this kid who like I raised and now is like this famous superstar? Uh, and like he's like racking his brain, like trying to think of the perfect gift, and like nothing it seems right. And at the end, like uh, he meets up with Naruto for ramen and Naruto turns to him and says like, hey, as like a gift, like, I know you're worried about a gift. Can you like be my father at the wedding and like walk me down the aisle? <laughs> oh no, oh no. And I lost it. <laughs> oh no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, that makes me, okay. So like, I like famously have a dead dad and mm. um, that's like, that's like so emosh. Right? Oh, oh I love um, it. I can't wait to keep watching. Um wait, I had a question. Oh yeah. no, my so my question is um I, I feel like it's kind of like obvious to me watching, mm-hmm. and I, I assume that it's obvious to you. Um yeah. do you feel kind of like connected to this storyline because you are a queer person and because you felt kind of natural ostracization for that growing up? Like you knew you were gay when you were in sixth grade. You already yeah, told your coming out story here, but like Yeah. Like that's middle school's like right around when I was like mm-hmm. figuring it out and like yeah. trying to put a trying to put a word to it. Um sure. and yeah, like I think that like in retrospect, you know, Naruto's struggle with like prejudice and like feeling like he doesn't fit in um definitely played into that heavy. And too, like going back to the martial arts of it all, like 
the way that I was like socialized and the way that I like learned masculinity was, you know, through like this display of like physical effort through, you know, um, you know, practicing, you know, practicing katas and all these martial arts forms. So like, I think something just like truly clicked with me in my soul being like, yeah, I'm a lot like this kid, uh, even if I can't explain why. Um, That's so sweet. Yeah, no, I felt that like, obviously watching as a trans adult, Mm -hmm. like, just kind of this feeling that like, people don't like you and are teaching your kids, their kids not to like you, but they won't talk about it. And like, no one like, is like telling you why you're being ostracized. But like some like people kind of knowing before you do. Yeah and being weird to you for it like mm-hmm. it felt like a very queer narrative and i get like this is not this is not your podcast we're here to talk about the sexy stuff so like i do want to know like was there sexy stuff for you oh, or yes okay so the <laughs> other teacher the silver-haired guy Kakashi, yes, with the that mask, guy. yes the mask have been horny for him since <laughs> <laughs> I was a child. literally have been hot for teacher forever oh my god um, and again, going back to the martial arts of it all, like, have I realized in retrospect that I was, like, so horny for some of my, like, karate teachers? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I think that, so, like, that makes me horny. I do think just to, like, the idea of, this going to make me sound, like, so violent and, like, so... Uh, so like rough and tumble but like the idea of like expressing your emotions through like fighting a person (laughs) is just like so sexual like there's like this like you know this like raw choreographed sexual energy to like the idea of exchanging blows with someone like no pun intended um but yeah like that's so mask of you to say No, I love it though. Like total, total daddy. Like mm-hmm. I don't again don't know his name, but mask teacher. Yeah. Mask with um, his There's C also and another, K. there's also like another really hot teacher that Ooh. pops up later. Um, he is uh, a lesbian girl, Eno, and yes. um, you know, uh, so Eno, Shikamaru, and Choji, they're like a squad. They're kind of like these like buffoons, but also you realize later. I love the show because it's like an ensemble piece. Like Very everyone much. kind of gets their like do their time into sun later. Uh, but they have a really hot teacher who's like always smoking a cigarette. He's like deeply tanned. Um, yeah, did did it for me big time. <laughs> I, as someone who is always smoking a cigarette, love that. And um, so I knew I learned Ina's name because I was like, I like her. Yes. Um, she's a lesbian. Yes, I'm so glad you <laughs> brought that up when you were texting me because, like, that is the thing I wanted to talk about is the Eno of it all, which is something I only realized, like, recently. So tell me more about this character. I've very I've seen her only a little sure. bit and immediately was, like, sapphic. But, like, yeah. I don't know her. What what does she do? What goes on? So her name is Eno Yamanaka. Uh, she is uh, Sakura's rival. Uh, that's how she's introduced. Uh, you first meet them, like they're walking to class together. Yes. And like, they're like basically racing to see who can get there first. And who can say hi to Sasuke Because they both first. like Sasuke, yeah. Because they both like Sasuke. Uh, and like, that's kind of like how she's introduced. Yeah. Uh, what is really cool is later on, like her relationship with Sakura is like explored more. Mm. And we learn... Uh, something so LGBT. I'm uh, vibrating. <laughs> it's actually so sweet. So like, this is all told. So eventually they go to like, um, 
they're in this like uh, exam to like reach the next level of ninja uh, to become like uh, journeyman ninja basically. And so uh, Sakura and Ino have to fight each other. And while they're fighting, like they're dredging up old childhood memories of like when they were little girls and like actually were really good friends and used to like pick flowers together. And so like Ino befriended Sakura because she saw Sakura getting like teased for her big forehead. but like went up to her and was like, I think your big forehead's actually really beautiful and like makes you a part of who you are. And like, uh, all you have to do is just like tuck a little flower in your hair and see you're like actually so pretty and you don't even know it. Um, And then the rift that's caused is one day Sakura shows up to school and says, guys, guess what? I have a crush on Sasuke. Uh, And Ino's face like drops. Uh, And in the show, the show's explanation for it is that like Ino had a crush on Sasuke too. But what I and many other queer fans have like grown to speculate is that Eno just started saying like, no, I have a crush on Sasuke because like she, she immediately a- become mm. gels that like that is some so boy was taking her girl's attention. That is so LGBT. So LGBT. Um, but it's like, yeah, I just, okay. So like, not to bring it back to the avatar of it all. Yeah, no, please do. Um, it's like kind of my only frame of reverence. Um <laughs> So, like, I love, like, in a deep, disturbing sexual way, Azula. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my type is Burnett, who is mean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, there's nothing better to me than, like, a sapphic-coated like girl yes. character who's meant to be like a baddie mm-hmm. but like she's gay mm-hmm. <laughs> and i know that's kind of like it's like it kind of falls in line with the like queer coded villain trope sure, like yeah. it definitely does and like so obviously it's problematic and i need to unpack that it's problematic but sorry not to derail you but no, like, no, no, that was kinda, it. <laughs> i've kind of come a, like come around on the queer villain trope a little bit uh, i've been like no it's dope that these like people who are read as like the evil people in the story are actually just like strong queer people with strong opinions. Well, especially <laughs> now that I know that like at, at Disney in particular, they were yeah, like right? animated by queer by people. Queer so like that yeah. feels really good to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but also just like they're the best characters. Yeah, right. Like, so, I mean, I'm sure that like, Eno's not a villain, but like immediately they set her up as she's the rival of this person that we're supposed to root for. Mm-hmm. So like villain or not, these girls, she walks in with her high pony and we know that it's trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she walks in with her high pony and I'm like, be my wife. Um, mm-hmm. I just want a girl who will step on me. Um, yes. <laughs> I feel like Eno would. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Also, what's really cool about Naruto is that like, it's divided into two parts. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one, like when they're kids and then there's like a two and a half year time skip and then it comes back and they're all like hot teenagers. And so like, you get to see like all their glow ups and Eno's Ooh. glow up is like, I truly, um, mm. Uh, truly a sapphic moment for the ages. <laughs> I love it. I cannot wait. I you don't have to sell me. I am yeah. going to like keep uh-huh. keep watching. So you were like I'm hot. Also, yeah. yeah. Uh, so were... so I'm a slut for a time skip when like mm. characters get redesigned and get hotter. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 Me too. Um, so you were you were horny for the teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like how do you see this show like does do you see this show kind of like coming back to you in terms of like your ideas of desire and like romance in these ways like how did this awakening kind of influence you yeah I think that it's um like 
how do I answer this question? You don't have, have to a, answer no, this question. Because I have a thought. It's just not fully formed. Um, I think well, the here. way that like, oh, wait, go, go for I it. I have to pee. So like, think oh. about it while I go pee. Perf. I will have a perfect essay thesis. <laughs> Ponder. <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> I got to get under my blankies because I'm in bed. Yeah, let's get cozy. <laughs> get settled Where else into your would bed I be? office. My bed office? <laughs> I cannot continue. I can't do this in grad school. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I have to, like, wean myself off of this habit. Yeah. Well, I have my I'm own office to, like... at the school at grad school, so. Oh, ooh, chic. Fancy. I'm one of two acceptees. Like, it's yes. me and this other dude. Oh, well, I thought it was three. Like, I thought you it were was... part of a trio. I thought I was also, but I think... The idea was that they're like downsizing because they want to make it as personal as possible for yes. for us. Anywho, what's your thesis? I just burped. Okay. <laughs> no, you should have done it into the microphone so they can use it as a bleep. No, it'd be so gross. Um, That's what I do, though. <laughs> I save every burp. <laughs> okay, here's my thesis on how Naruto has like informed my ideas of like queer love. Um, so anime is always about like shonen anime is always about like a set of morals that like this main character has that he's trying to impart on you uh, to you know the young uh the young teens and little kiddos who are watching this show and naruto's like main moral thing is like uh his ninja way as he says is that he never goes back on his word he like always keeps a promise um and this manifests most deeply with his relationship with sasuke uh, so again, little spoiler for like what happens over the course of the series, which are maybe already kind of picking up. Uh, it's a classic situation of um, Sasuke always looked down on Naruto because he thinks he's just this troublemaking uh, knucklehead. But eventually Naruto does go strong and like starts to like, you know, rival Sasuke's progress in terms of how strong he is. Uh, and so in his pursuit of ultimate power and being, you know, the strongest ninja so that he can pursue his own goals, he is tempted by the forces of evil and like an evil ninja recruits him to like desert the village and, you know, you know, learn ultimate strength by, you know, cutting off your ties. And so um, the climactic end of the first part of Naruto is Sasuke deserting the village and Naruto trying to go and save him and convince him to come back and not leave behind everything he's ever known. Uh, and he fails at that um, uh, and uh, goes back to Sakura and is like, listen, I swear, like, it is my, like, like I said, I never go back on my word. I'm going to bring back Sasuke. Like, I'm going to, like, make him see the light and, like, make him come back to the village. Um, and I think that, like, it is, like, a little toxic because Sasuke does then do, like, some war crimes and becomes, like, a horrible person. But, like, this idea of, like, always seeing the light in someone that you know um, is, you know, soul-tethered to you in a way mm. and, you know, fighting to... Uh, uh, make the people you care about be the best version of themselves, mm -hmm. I think is something that I've um, internalized. Um, mm -hmm. Again, in a healthy way, like I'm never, I've moved past my like, um, I can fix him era. Cause like, <laughs> I'm not about that. But it's like, for the people that I generally care about, like I'm always gonna like, want them to be their best selves. Um, and so I think that is how Naruto has like, influenced like my, romantic ideals I, I love that I love that so much I have a question for you that is yes. going to require you to spoil some stuff for me Slay, absolutely go off I'm assuming that eventually 
mm-hmm. Naruto becomes like at peace with this demon side of himself and yes. like he realizes that like this thing that was his greatest shame is actually his greatest power is my guess very that yeah so <laughs> the nine-tailed fox inside of him is you learn this later like a fully sentient like dude <laughs> like just hanging like, out inside this teen <laughs> yeah uh eventually like they meet and like he's like yo I'm this evil thing that lives inside of you. Like, let me the fuck out. And Naruto's like, mm, not gonna do that. <laughs> It'll be like really bad for everyone involved. Uh, but a big part of it is like, you know, them eventually like learning to see eye to eye and like him learning to control the nine tails power. Um, something that like becomes evident throughout the course of the series is that like the power of the fox starts to like leak out of him mm. uh, and like destroy his body when Naruto gets really angry and like emotionally heightened. Um, and like that becomes like a big like stumbling block because they're like, hey, you can't let your emotions go too out of control or else like this demon fox is going to seep out and kill everything. Um, but eventually he does kind of resolve that trauma a little bit. I want to offer something because mm-hmm. I had a feeling it was kind of going that direction. Yeah. I want to offer that that is kind of a a metaphor for like sexuality itself. Absolutely. Yes, and like yeah. not even just like a queer sexuality, which I think it is. Like uh-huh. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it's all gay. Um, but like it like this thing that is like inherent inside of you that people f- fear and mm-hmm. are afraid of and you're ostracized for and then like you come to know it and see eye to eye with it and if you go too crazy yeah. like you can't get too brazy but like the, the harnessing and understanding of this thing that feels monstrous inside of you to yeah. be like and that some, is like fueled yeah. by rage and fear that is fueled by too. rage and fear which of yeah. course like you know we all have you know our society even mm-hmm. like not even like societies and cultures outside of western culture like have like hang-ups about sexuality for sure yeah um so like it feels like a true coming of age story in that way um just being able to like harness your passion and like love your passion and and the things that make you both like monstrous and Mm -hmm. supernatural and yet very human yeah eventually become your biggest strengths yeah Yeah, absolutely that's that's that's, you you feel me you feel me and do you see why I love this show like so much? I really much. like it. <laughs> I like... really like it. It's very sweet. It's like yeah. it's I I do see why you like it a lot. And like I I'm trying to figure out how vulnerable I want to get with you here <gasps> on this pod. <laughs> uh no, I just like I adore you and like I do like consider you a really good friend, but I also know that like you aren't always the easiest to reach and yeah. you have your own kind of moments of isolation and i think my Aww. favorite thing about watching the show was feeling like it was very connected to you my friend Thank you so like i am definitely going to continue watching it because i think it's fun and i love a I love a good coming of age story they kissed so now obviously i'm invested <laughs> um and it also just it's a nice little it's a little lawrence show and <sighs> i i like it i like it a lot Wow. Um, literally so honored that it's like associated with me ooh, it is of course it is it's your favorite show you dressed up as him for halloween yes yeah also like fully cosplayed as naruto once at a like anime convention you looked great um when does he start doing his signature run um pretty soon like, i think like in those like first missions you'll see them doing the naruto run which I haven't seen it yet i've been keeping an eye out mm-hmm. which mama you Fully know I was on the I was on the track field in middle school, being like, 
you guys, you've got to do the Naruto run. It's like aerodynamically the best way to run. I remember seeing kids <laughs> out on the fucking track. Just fully that kid. Running it. Yeah. Well, I had, it was funny because today I was telling I was telling my partner Wiley about mm-hmm. um, what I was up to today, and I was like, well, "I'm watching, I'm watching some Naruto because uh, Lawrence is coming on the pod later." And then he revealed to me, he's like, "Oh yeah, I watched Naruto growing up. Yeah. Like I absolutely like know what this is, yeah. which I had no idea." And like the thing about Wiley is that he went to LARPing camp like every summer, <laughs> so he is a big nerd. Um, <sighs> wow, that's so sexy like, of him, honestly. <laughs> I did. I did you know that like when I first met Wiley, I thought he was gay? Yes, you did tell me that. And then I tried to set him up with Eric. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And now, full circle, he is gay now. Well, (laughs) I was like, I'm going to make him gay. (laughs) I was, there was something LGBT about him. And I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to finagle this situation in my favor. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, he's on his own gender journey. And I think that's really beautiful for him. And I'm so happy to be like a part of it. And he's going to get a vasectomy because fucking mm, Roe v. Way, baby. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh boy, it's bleak times everywhere. It's bleak times yeah. everywhere. Of course, my Canadian citizenship just came through. So, like, Work. I have an easy out. Yeah. But I feel for all of everyone who doesn't. Yeah. It's really stressful. It's very, very dark times. But, but I had anyways, to. I feel like all that would be cut. Some of it. Because it was it was associated with Wiley. Anyways, sorry. I'm, um I have podcast editing brain. Let no, me that's okay. That. I mean today <laughs> today is 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 a dark day in our history. And I, I feel like I can talk about it on the pod, the the, the leak about what happened with um, uh, with Roe v. Wayne. It's all very stressful. And I, of course, like I am a white person who still passes as a woman, so like I know I'll be fine. And I live in states where there's no you know, pr- abortion is protected in state law. But it's really stressful. Still, yeah, and still just heavy, heavy on the heart for all the people who are so much more vulnerable yes. and fucking having their rights taken away right now. And yes. the Pandora's box that it's opening for everything LGBT else. rights and everything that we've worked on in the last how many years. It's yeah. fucking horrific. Yep. Because it is all connected. It's all uh-huh. it's all rooted in white supremacy, baby. Absolutely, like it's all yeah. about forcing people to give birth either people of color so that they'll fill prisons to like do slave labor again or to mm-hmm. like make more white people that's all they want yeah. like and sorry not to get so heavy no <laughs> we gotta be real we gotta well also i deleted twitter off my phone because when stuff happens it's too hard yeah. mm-hmm. i'm not i'm too selfish and stupid to take on the pain of the world Absolutely. No, I fully encourage logging off. And it's something I've wrestled with for so long being like, is it like insensitive of me to like log off when something like really big is happening? But it's like, no, ultimately at the end of the day, it is for like my own sanity and well-being. So I don't go back to the era of doom scrolling for eight hours a day. That's not healthy. Like, yeah, it's not good. Like our little monkey brains weren't designed to do that. No, (laughs) no. Like, like keep on top of the news. But truly, Mm -hmm. yes, like we were meant to like live in groups of like 12 people. Yeah. And that's like knowing and maybe know their thoughts sometimes. Like knowing the thoughts of like hundreds of thousands of people a day is not good for us. Yeah. No, and I'm not going to be not. made to feel guilty that I don't want to, like, absorb that. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not, I don't want to feel guilty that, like, I only want to, like, go onto Twitter and post jokes. Uh, yeah, well, 
ever since ever since another tragedy lol elon musk buying twitter <laughs> a tragedy uh, um no but ever since that happened i was like like and everyone was like oh this website's gonna go down uh, down to shitter everyone's speculating on what's gonna happen i resolved i was like i'm just gonna go back to like tweeting stupid fucking bullshit all the time just to reclaim the space of like none of this is serious like yes twitter is a massive platform where we receive and connect with a lot of people and receive a lot of news but ultimately it is also a stupid little website to post stupid little jokes about um the things that i cook and how slay they are thank you (laughs) and talk about anime and video games like that's what it's for yeah. Yes. I just like, I'm not a celebrity. I don't have mm-hmm. a platform. I don't have to use my Twitter. Did you see? For <laughs> anything. Did you see when Mark Wahlberg tweeted the other day, like, tweeting like, hey, if you get like a fake DM of someone saying my name, my team would never reach out and do that. And it's like, thanks, Mark Wahlberg. We were all gripping our seats wondering. <laughs> about Famous this. people. Like, Famous people just like don't know how to use this website, and like I think that's no. what pisses me off about the Elon of it all is that like he's like, this is gonna be a platform. This is the new town square. This is the new Socratic method, and it's like no, it's not. It's where we post 140 characters of stupid bullshit, mostly making fun <laughs> of you, dude. Yeah, I. <laughs> Do you want some tea? Absolutely. Okay, I'm not gonna say any names because I want to keep this in, but um, someone I went to one of my universities with may or may not have attended the Met Gala last night and looked garbage. <gasps> well, so did most people last night, honestly. Right, but, a but, flop Met Gala, but looked especially garbage. Lot, but looked uh, like especially garbage. Yeah, and I have like a theory about this. Uh-huh. My theory is that because like the Met Gala has mostly turned into like influencers and like yeah. people that don't like not famous people. I'm sorry. Like it's not people that like people know. They f- like and like you will notice that like big names um some big names looked bad but like Blake Lively looked stunning I'm sorry mm-hmm. I know like she's canceled plantation wedding very bad but like <laughs> she looked great like Glenn Close looked great Sarah Jessica Parker nailed it like but these like fucking people that we don't like know all looked garbage just going in there with like off the rack yes so like even couture looking couture like what is the reason it's 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 their way to get noticed they're put on at least a list of like Mm -hmm. like even if it's worse dressed they're put on a list and now all of a sudden they're like getting publicity so my theory is that it's on purpose yeah it's all fake (laughs) which hurts my feelings as someone who like loves performance and drama yeah and I just want people to look good. It hasn't been like good since Heavenly Bodies or Celestial Bodies. That was yeah, that last, the Catholic one. Yeah, yeah, that was the last slay. The last slay. The last dip in Mother Lake. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, I already know about your sex education journey, um, yeah. so I can't ask you that question. Sure. Um, I don't know. It doesn't feel like we've even been recording for that long. It's flown by. I know, um, but you. I guess we have been talking for like an, over an hour. Right? I'm yeah. so excited that you asked me. To, like, literally, I'm just like chomping at the bit for an opportunity to talk about anime and Naruto. Um, I, yeah, yeah. I, I'm really glad that you wanted to. I love 
My favorite thing about when people talk about things that I don't already like have a knowledge of is that I get to learn a little bit yeah. about them and like sometimes discover something that I really like. And this is something that I really like and I'll keep, I'll Yay, keep I'm so watching. Glad. I won't uh, let you I down like say, Eric. <laughs> so notoriously, like I said, a lot of filler episodes uh, where it's just like non-canon material that's just oftentimes fluff. Sometimes it is good. Sometimes it's like filling in like side characters, personal lives and stuff like that. So um, you know, do your research and whatnot. Uh, does famously have like a lot of like flashbacks, especially as it goes on. Uh, like that that uh, shot of him like sitting up, sitting on the swing after he like failed his graduation exam. Ooh, mama, they milk the shit out of that <laughs> little clip. Yeah. Really, anytime Naruto's sad, like they'll like cut back to it, and it's like, oh, we get it. He's sad because he used to have no friends. We got it. We got it. We got it. And now he um, has friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some like shortcomings, obvi, like not great writing of the female characters. Yeah. A lot of times are just there for emotional support. Mm. Sakura, unfortunately, like. Does it ever get better with her? Just... <sighs> no. It, it's always like almost there. And like she does have some moments of like feminist girl boss uh ninja slay. Uh, but more than often it's just like I'm in love with Sasuke, and that's making me sad because Sasuke has his in- internal drama and whatnot. Um so I feel, it's yeah. I feel like Sasuke Luckily, never has an orgasm in his life. I do feel that for him. Yeah. Well he, wait, I, uh, I can't well, oh, I, I can't spoil He it. has I offspring, so he comes at least once. He does, yeah. Um oh. And I, okay, well, here's a spoiler. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sasuke and Sakura end up together. They do? They do. It is like a big point of contention among fans who are are like, girl, this man is emotionally neglectful. (laughs) It is not the one for you. I was Um, so sure that it was going to be Sakura and Naruto. Not Um, because, uh, whatever. I watched six episodes. but (laughs) They still do have like a relationship arc. You'll see what happens between Sakura and Naruto. Drama. What is this? One Tree Hill? <laughs> uh, but eventually, um, Sakura and Sasuke do have a child together and have a daughter um, in the new series, Boruto, which Boruto, is yes. son. The family. Yeah. Um, and I do feel like they like they are trying to like atone for like some sins. They're writing sins with uh, their daughter character, who is like much cooler than like both of her parents. So. Yeah, well. Yeah, it's getting better, but still, like, his... Yeah. I remember when I was... Anyways. I don't know. I feel, like, kind of sympathetic to characters like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, not... They're obviously, like, written with the male gaze, but I remember when I was, you know, for the male gaze, I didn't think about much else either. (laughs) So, I get it. I get it. It's just unfortunate, because I think that's a big problem with the, like, uh, manga and anime industry is, like, so often like male writers just don't have women in the room being like hey is this how a female character acts like yeah how, how do women behave and yeah. what thoughts do they have am i wrong or was fruits basket written by women probably because that is, felt like, like really like very fat that felt very female yeah. gazy i remember reading that and being like oh yeah like, there is so much something there's so much manga and anime that is written by women and oh, like good. you can like tell like yes. when something has like a female creator's uh, perspective behind it. Um, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is another show that I highly recommend. I know. Hannah Berg um, tried to get me to ro- watch uh, that one. Um, I have a short attention span for action. Yeah. Um, I always end up looking at my phone and then I miss something. <laughs> 
I'm just too, I'm too beautiful for action sequences. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's good. Well, when you watch Naruto, you can just kind of tune out and be like, yeah, That's they're the fighting. That's the thing. They're fighting. Yeah. And like, interestingly enough, I felt like the one series that kind of like took that and like didn't happen for me was um, Avatar, just because I felt like the yeah. fighting was so like integrated into the story. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, and again, I think that's true of Naruto like, as well. True of Naruto too is like, you know, the fights often have like emotional purpose and weight behind them. And it's not just fighting for fighting sake. Like, there's stakes and like emotions behind them. And, I can't wait till they fight yeah. God. How yeah. very, how very golden compass of them. True. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read that series? Um, I read the first book and then watched the bad movie. Bad and movie. I haven't bad. watched the, I haven't watched a bad TV show. Bad either. TV show is bad. Um, yeah. It's just insane to me that like that show that if they're going to adapt that it should be animated. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it's absurd to me. Like I would love to see like a Ghibli golden compass. That would mm-hmm. be the best yeah. to me. But I imagine that you might have a hard time with that because like you are Catholic. <laughs> oh, cause his whole thing is like, what's the, what's the allegory there? Oh. It's pretty, well, it's I, pretty like, pretty like atheisty. Um, not necessarily. It's like very spiritual. It's a very spiritual yeah. series, but it is pretty like anti like church organized religion. Yeah. Well, so am I. Like I, I, I'm like personally Catholic. I don't care about the like personally Catholic. Church. Yeah, truly. <laughs> like it's like weirdly. I like I don't know. I was thinking about you know religious upbringings because that's a topic that gets broached on your show a lot. Oh, yes, um, it is. I don't have that much like religious trauma. I don't. Good think. for you. Like the church, like. I never like paid them any mind. Like I was like, yeah, they're like homophobic, but like they're not being homophobic to me. <laughs> so like I Fair don't like, <laughs> like they're not bothering me. And like that's not like excusing all the like horrible shit that the Catholic Church has done. But it's just like well, that's the personally, thing. you know, yeah. I've only reckoned with it being like, I don't want to be identified with like the capital C church, but it's like, I don't know, the teachings have like helped me as a person and have shaped who I am. And like Yes. And yeah. I think you can still be like personally Catholic and yeah. like that's okay. It's not like no one person who like ex- experiences like spiritual fulfillment from a religion should like mm-hmm. bear the weight of all of that religion's sins. Yeah. I'm Jewish. Trust me. I know people mm-hmm. ask me what I, how I feel about Israel all the time. And I'm like, I just met you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so trust me. I know. Wait, um, did you see that tweet the other day? Cause you know, how everyone's saying that like uh, the new phrase, uh, the, the new phrase in vogue is my brother in Christ. And like, oh, yeah, I know. Like, you're like, well, that's excluding like Jewish and Muslim people. But then it someone was like, my brother in Abraham. <laughs> my brother in Abraham. Um, I've been saying, I've just been saying like my brother in Hashem, my brother in Eloheinu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Elohim. But I love that we have, we have Father Abraham as a shared uh, point of reference. Daddy Abraham. <laughs> Had many sons, famously. Had many sons. I mean, I am God's most favorite baby boy. So, Same. Mm, That's the something two we share. of us, we are both God's favorite baby boy. <laughs> Very different reasons. Um, oh. I wish I just I do want to watch more anime. I, I I know like what I like, and mm-hmm. I I'm gonna ask you for some recs. I like Absolutely. I do love a little slice of life. I love yes. a romance. There was one that you talked about on your podcast not yes. too long ago that was like about a husband husband and he like stays at home i want to say it was way of the house husband yes way of the house husband yeah i would be interested in that one yeah that one is like truly like i think they're like 10 minute episodes (gasps) they're all just kind of like perfect sketch comedy bits about this like ex um ex yakuza mafia dude who like 
just decided to become like a wife guy and now <laughs> just like, I love it. <laughs> it's about his like mundane but like very intense like day-to-day uh house husband activities that he like treats with like such seriousness. My dream is to turn Wiley into like a house husband and just like yeah. I don't want my baby to have to pay for anything. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to just let to live his life at home, whatever he wants to do. That's the dream. Oh, um, have you watched Neo Yokio? Yes. Um, I'd be curious to know your opinions about it. I I watched it a long time ago and I didn't finish it, but um, love like again like the western uh, western take on anime and just like I don't know, bringing in black culture to it because uh, that's Smith. the thing like yeah. anime is so big in like black culture and like Mexican culture too so like obviously it's all clicking and making sense um, but yeah I love when like shows take those experiences and like. Um, put them in that style. Um, I loved Neo Yokio. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Yeah. Did you watch the like, Christmas movie? I did. It's so I, I've seen it all. <laughs> I love it. I want to like create um, an RPG of that universe. Yeah. And like, yeah, I'd love to like have kind of like, you know, the main goal to be to like defeat the demons, but then your side goal is to get to the top of the bachelor board. And yes. like, I would love to like do an RPG with with my friends. Oh, that'd be so dope. About that universe. I want to rewatch it. I'll rewatch it. Yeah, me too. Now that I'm just hanging out in my bed doing, it sounds like yeah. I don't do any work. I get work done because right. I'm watching TV to be clear <laughs> in case my mom is listening. <laughs> um, uh, ooh, can I drop you one last uh, anime recce? Yes, please. So there's this new show that is like currently airing. And so it's like showing the new episodes on Crunchyroll. Uh, there's only like three episodes out right now. Um, it's called Spy Family and it's stylized Spy X Family because that's something animes love to do. They love to put a silent X just in the title that you don't know if you're supposed X to family. Here's the premise. Let me see if I can like summarize it real quick. Okay. So it's about this like, um, this like James Bond-esque super spy uh, in like a like 1960s-ish society. Um, And he's given this mission of like um, uh, masquerading as a like normal like husband with like a wife and daughter uh, in order to like get his daughter into the school to like um, get into the school board and like take a hit out on like one of these like fancy school executives. Like that's his mission. Problem is he doesn't have a wife or a child. Uh, So he goes to an orphanage to adopt like this little girl (laughs) Um, ends up adopting a girl um, because the girl is a um, telepath who can read thoughts. So like she knows that this dude is a super spy uh, and is like desperately just like wants to get adopted because she's like a little girl like just wants a family. So she like immediately is like, oh, I'm going to like make myself super adoptable. And like he ends up like adopting her being like, okay, she's super smart. Um, And then ends up getting married to this girl who is secretly a like assassin who like takes out (laughs) hits on people. But doesn't, he doesn't know about her secret. She doesn't know that he's a super spy. And neither of them know that the daughter is a telepath who oh knows both of their secrets. This sounds so good. <laughs> and so it's like a like comedy action slash slice of, slice of life about this like odd couple family, like accidentally turning into like a dysfunctional family that like will probably end up just loving each other, even though that they're sounds... just together for this mission. It's very silly and fun. That sounds so good. I can't, Aww. I'm going to watch that. I, keep, I say that like I don't rewatch the same shit over and right. over again because I have a busted brain. And, oh, no, truly. Mm. Um, I just love just like dropping out little seeds and being like, watch this someday. It's going to be very good. And I'll ask you, you, yeah. I'm sure when I'm like in grad school, just like I need something yeah. to do. Also, I'm so 
excited for your grad school journey too. Thank partially you. because I'm like also like I kind of want to live vicariously through you and be like, you should something that I want to do. Lie to this program. Yeah, I'm dead serious. You like, should. No, because it does seem like something very up my alley. You like, would I, like. Let me do a year and I'll let you know. But like, yeah. I can already tell that you are like interested in the stuff that this program covers and that you would be a great, yeah. you would, it's awesome. And I will talk yeah, to you more you about like, it. Yeah. When you were like mentioning some of the software stuff that you were learning, I was like, Ooh, those sound like skills that I want to have. Yeah. So, so like I'm signing up for classes soon and I'm, so my first semester I'm taking a class in Isadora Vectorworks, um, mm-hmm. Photoshop. And then I have like a history of architecture and decor um and like a in like my seminar classes and stuff but like all of those i'm like oh my god <laughs> like i'm gonna be so, cool. so hireable <laughs> yeah so i'm like, excited for you yeah that's all tech stuff and like i'm too i'm doing ta for like a sound professor so i'll get to like learn sound as well and nice. you get to work in theaters around dc and new york and like all paid and yeah you it i i think you'd like it i really do think like the vibes are immaculate and Work. it's really fun so talk Ooh, i'll talk to you I'll more about it my eye out also, it's, it's complete tuition remission so you don't pay anything yeah. and that's, you, i heard on your last episode you're like getting a full ride and i was like okay well, no like complete tuition remission <laughs> you don't students the grad students don't pay and they get ta position so they get paid to go work yeah because i'm not paying for school don't, you said that. I'm, don't I'm pay for school. I'm just quoting you. But yeah, like, no. why would I pay for school? Why would you do that? Why would you do that? I already paid for school and all I got was trauma. death. Yeah, trauma. <laughs> and that's like the thing. It's like, trauma. I wasn't going back to like, I wasn't going back yeah. to a program like that. That's just like, so not that. Yeah. It's it's so different. Um, but yeah, um, talk to me more about it. It would be so cool if you were there. Yeah, absolutely. Wait. Oof. Okay, yeah. Putting on my radar. <laughs> Um, I'm going to ask you one more question. Once again, Lawrence, did that do it for you? Oh, that always, always does it for me. And it super did it for me this time. Believe it. Believe it. <laughs> Every other fucking line. Well, that did it for me. Hope that did it for you. Thank you so much for listening. That Do It For Ya is hosted and created by Leo Grierson, edited and produced by Leo Grierson and Eric Solis, theme songed by Eric Solis, and visual design is by Benny Kessler. Follow us on social media at That Do It For Ya, wherever you social your media. That Do It For Ya is a proud arm of the Juvenalia Collective. To find out more about the collective and what we do, you can head over to thejuveniliacollective.com. And if you want to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash thatdoitforyapod to join our horny little community.